It's another blood-soaked midnight hour all across Innsmouth Hive with scattered reports of slasher gangs and splatter fiends loose across all sub-levels. We here at 665.66UHMR Chemrat Radio are riding out the chaos with Frank here at Frank's Rucker Truck, your number one supplier for black market weapons. And don't forget to dabble a little bit in those rat meat chimichangas. I love them. They taste like bullets and rat. Mm, <laughs> greasy. And rat. <laughs> as the witch's hour fast approaches, make sure to stay well away from the Arbati's substations as they will not hesitate to toss you onto the body pile just as fast as those murder ball refereed masked psychos. I am your neon mohawked plasma freak goblin king here with my power sledge maniac Marky. What's going on, everybody? Our auto cannon toting beast. Hey, everyone. And last but certainly not least, our crack-eyed, hotshot, lasgun-loving Kevin. Pew-pew, motherfucker. All right, guys, this is Loris Obscurus, episode number two, The Horror of Chaos. And we wanted to start this episode off by devoting mandatory podcast fuck-around time to getting into one of the cryptids, one of the spooky-dookies we talked about last time around. Spooky-dookies, I like that. Spooky-dookies. We're not going to call them cryptids anymore. They're spooky-dookies. It's scary shit. It's a spooky-dookies. Spooky-dookies. <laughs> it's the PG scary version of scary shit. shit. Let me tell you, I've, I've had a few spooky-dookies. Spooky <laughs> Generally, after eating something scary. And it did come back to haunt me. You guys ever have those ghost poops where you take like the fattest shit in the world? And it's gone? Yeah, and you get up and you're like, I want to see this fucking bastard. And And you look down and it's gone. gone, You're like, it's weird. What came out of me? That is the weirdest (laughs) thing. When it's like massive. (laughs) Or a ghost went in you. Oh, yeah. It could have been (laughs) a ghost doodle. Right? I Sounds mean, like some Jack Black. I never, right? I never had this, so I don't know. So never had a ghost there's poop. always a turd when I turn around. <laughs> I'm with Tom. I've never so, had a ghost poop. I've never pooped so never had been a ghost. I swear, it's like Bigfoot. I caught a glimpse of one of these ghost poops, and people are like, what, what are you talking about? A glimpse? So what it is, is it's when, you know, it's, it's essentially a floater <laughs> yeah. that gets behind the oh. tube and it floats up because you know how the back of the toilet is kind of like that Man, you must you must shit that thing out with like a good amount of force for it yeah, to like go dude, no, 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 it, it dives like it's dive, dive. so, yeah, so the buoyancy on the back end is what brings it up the back side of the toilet <laughs> so know, like man. you're taking you know, know. You're, you're taking your deuce yeah and it's coming out and you know how sometimes like there's like a long one yeah right? it's like a Loch Ness the ones it, that stick out of yeah the, it's like one of those it's a, the one that peaker. sticks out yeah it stands up and it's just kind of kind of I don't I don't know I don't know how much our podcast community <laughs> is going to appreciate the like 20 minutes of shit talk you guys know how dookies happen <laughs> but then essentially speak. But essentially dookie. it's coming out it's been so dookie long out. that it doesn't break apart yeah. and flow on its own so that it gets down in the little tunnel and then when you finally pinch it off it floats up the tunnel yeah. so i got a glimpse of the tail end wagging that's, its way back up i there. never realized and that's that. how must i have figured jumped it out up so quick he's like i'm gonna catch you this time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean pretty much so so i was gonna make a i was gonna make a comment that one of the podcasts i really like they do they used to do creepy pasta episodes where they read creepy pastas i love dude because some of the creepy pastas are like legit scary what dude there's like, one that's creepy like creepy pasta so it's so, like a, it's an internet yeah Sorry, so, go ahead. so creepy pasta is actually something that i was actually introduced to recently uh reddit mm-hmm. has them and what they are scary is pastry no well no so what it is is it's like stories of people writing little like not journal entries but really basically like short 
like really short stories. Like it's just people writing paragraph. about like, and like some of them about their experiences. Okay. One of them that will like stay with me forever was, uh, it's this dude who was writing about, uh, being like a fire rescue or a rescue person in like the wilderness. Right. And, uh, the stairs, he would say that they'd go out there sometimes and like, there would be like a set of stairs that go nowhere. And like, everybody knew about it. Like all of the rescue people knew about it. And they're like, yeah, just don't go near them. And he's like, you're going to see them from time to time. Just don't go near them. And he's like, time to time. Like yeah, no, that's, that's like what I'm saying. And so he like, stairs out in the middle of fucking yeah, there's just this like set of stairs. And like, sometimes they look brand new. Oh, that's easy. It, it goes to hell. That, well, <laughs> it goes, but they go up. They don't go down. They go up. Yeah. It's, it's an illusion. It's, yeah. But you're going to hell. So yeah. that was the thing is like, he, he basically wrote like, he's like, he would write like a paragraph about like this experience. Right. And then people were like, whoa, tell us more. And he'd tell more stories. And like some of the stories was like, they lost a kid, couldn't find him for weeks. And when they did, it was on the he was on the side of a cliff but like he'd only been dead an hour you know and they were like and he was like that's he's like that'll stay with me for and like it's just little stories like that and creepypasta is about that like there's one about like a like a show that this guy saw when he was a kid and people started dying and then he comes back to town and the kids are seeing this television show again like it's little like scary stories similar to like you know the book like the scary stories books yeah yeah, the mini series yeah it's like that but it's it like it's told from people's like perspectives on reddit like they just post these stories from their perspective they're kind of like blog posts yeah stuff so they're fantastic it's interesting you bring this up i'm trying to get them to share some of their stories but i have a friend who works in mountain rescue um and there's been a couple of Little hints dropped, and we've we've talked about the four one one missing, the missing four one one before. So if you guys don't know what the missing four one one is, it, there are a lot of strange disappearances in national parks yeah. and wilderness spaces in the United States, and it's stuff like Tom alluded to it. Yep, kids will go missing, or not kids, people, people will go missing, and they'll find them in places and situations that they couldn't have easily reached, very close to where they disappeared, but like. 35 feet up on a hill yep. and they've been missing for two months, but they look like they've been dead for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, one of them was like, uh, this dude was found like 10 miles away yeah. on top of a mountain and he had drowned. Yeah. But he's on top of a mountain. There's no water. There were no floods. Like, you know what I mean? It's like shit like that. Like Damn. one of them was, they had found this kid who he said that he had only been gone, like lost for like a, an hour, but he'd been missing for three days. You know, like, and the kids like, no, it never turned night. Like, and they were like, well, how did you, how did you find your way back? And they're like, oh, the hairy man took me. Oh. And they're like, who? And they're like, oh, it's a, it a really hairy man. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was like some talk and like some of them were like, oh, I've seen it. It's, it's actually a person, you know, like, and it's in all these different spots throughout the U S like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, they, it's gnarly. Like, and there's all sorts of like. Uh, theories and stuff that it's Bigfoot when the Wendigos come up a lot too. Uh, the, skinwalker yeah, is one. skinwalkers, the dark watcher comes up. Yep. So yeah. So we wanted to, we, we covered the dark watchers a little bit. We hinted at the dark watchers a little bit last episode. So went ahead and did a little bit of investigation into what the dark. And that's watchers referring are. to the creature that I saw. Yep. Shadow um, man. The shadow man. Yeah, as shadow I called thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I remember where I was going with. Okay, so so the pot this podcast that I listened to, uh, last podcast on the left, they used to do creepypasta readings. They'd just find creepypastas, like Tom was saying on Reddit, and they would they go through them, they'd find good ones, and they'd read them. And they got to a point where they started calling them like spooky spaghetti. Yeah, like they just come. They started coming up with different like ways of saying it. So spooky, spooky dookie. I kind of like, like spooky dookie because it's like a play on scary spooky shit. Dookie. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is our spooky dookie this segment. This is our spooky dookie segment. Yeah. Uh, so the Dark Watchers, known by the early Spanish settlers as Los Vigilantes Oscuras, are a supernatural entity sometimes referred to as a cryptid that is largely seen in the Santa Lucia range of mountains on the central Californian coast. They've been reported for the last several hundred years, going back to the time of the early Spanish missions. Although, oh, yeah, okay. Although they are most often seen in the Santa Lucia range, they have been seen all over Southern California, as well as sightings in Wisconsin and Illinois. Do you guys remember in school being kids, some of us around the right age, making missions? Yep. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That, was yeah. my, that was my and first like wargaming terrain. Yes, yeah. terrain. Yeah, exactly. That was I my first that. terrain piece, and mine was awesome. Yeah, same here. Like, yeah. I, I got like that texture paint from Home Depot. Yeah, yep. I got a whole yep. bunch of that shit. Yep. Spackled Sorry, the shit just, out of that. I just felt like bringing that up. I was like, oh, I man. remember making a so, mission. So like, I remember it being man. really creeped out whenever I went. Yeah, we like we started talking about that. Like, and and that was like a huge thing too. Was like they would they would have missions where they would just be abandoned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like. Ugh. I yeah, watched I, I watched a movie the other day called The Nun, which Ooh. is uh, it's one of the, the sounds like yeah. yes, could yes, go a couple yes. different conjuring ones. Dude, I fucking love the conjuring. So that's why I was watching it. Was I watched all of them, like yeah. the La Lorena and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you yeah, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that, but um, yeah, for because the new one's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the nun, they like there's this like church, but it's a castle, mm-hmm. and like one of the nuns like kills herself. Right. And they were like, what is this heresy? Like, it was very, like, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, like they were like, we need to go investigate this. This cannot be allowed. Like, and it was like heresy, you know? Huh. Oh, but yeah. it was all about, like, releasing this demon. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very early 1900s, like, like tail end of Inquisition thought Catholic Church. Really, really cool movie. Anyway, sorry. Very cool movie. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it, it, it's interesting because, like, it, that hit that key. Yeah. You know, where it, like, brought me back to, like, learning about that stuff. Like, when I was a kid, like, and the missing, you know, people and sediment. So, what's that? What's the settlement on the East Coast? Roanoke? Uh, Roanoke, yeah. Yeah, Roanoke, where, like, just everybody was gone. Oh, shit. You ever heard about the Roanoke? Uh-huh. Somebody somebody carved Croatoa into a tree, and then the entire settlement went missing. Yeah. What is, what is Croatoa? It's just something they carved There's into a tree. something trying to break into the, into the room right now. Fucking spooky dookie. 100% a great time for your kid to be messing with no, us, Mark. Not, is it the cat? Ladies and gentlemen, this is like actually kind of scary right legit now. Legit spooky dookie. So we have... It's gone. So we legitimately have in our studio an air conditioning unit with a tube going through a doggy door. And literally right now, as we're speaking, something sounded like it was trying to come through the doggy door where this tube is. (laughs) So Mark is investigating this right now. This is legitimately that legitimately got my juice. A little creepy, yeah. Mark, you're too young. (laughs) Well, he's coming back to the microphone. Mark, now that you've come back from your expedition expedition to the scary side you of the garage, goosebumps? Goosebumps? Yeah. dude, I was getting dude, it was creeping there, me. There's out. a reason I have goosebumps though. So um, we have an AC unit in our, I ju- yeah, I just explained. in a garage, right? And it has in the like studio. A, it has like one of those slinky uh, tubes, yeah, yeah, tubes. 
going, going out, out the dog cab door. door. That, yeah, dog door. Right. That was the tube. Yeah. Extending. Expanding. For no reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. You know, I have a feeling something was probably pushing on it. What? I'm Los Vigilantes yeah. Oscuros. Like one of those a nun from the mission, <laughs> Mission de los Santos. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. You know what it was? It was a chupacabra. It was a chupa thingy. Yeah. It, was a chupa thingy. Yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm like pulling it back in. And I'm like, so there's oh, our, I didn't do this. I was going to say, there's our, there's, our, there's our subject for next time. It, you had brought up uh, old, old abandoned missions. I'll do a little right. bit of research on old abandoned missions. Yeah, because I want to know why I was creeped out by them so much. Oh, yeah. All right. I so think yeah. it's part of the, like, this is supposed to be a religious holy place. Yeah. And it's not anymore. But it's, it's creepy. It is. Like, when creepy. it's abandoned and stuff. Yeah. Like, abandoned churches are just weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. You find that the holiest of places are oftentimes the scariest. I know, right? <laughs> right? It's fucking weird, right? You know how much I identify with that not being there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so, now I'm completely focused on the door. I know. Right? Right? Stop right? looking over yeah. that corner. The fight or flight is kicking in. I know. I'm like, I'm just going to go run into the door next right? time it happens. Yeah. I'm expecting something to like grab my hand through that door. <laughs> I know. So, I I was like, <laughs> and then you find out it's your wife fucking with oh us. Oh, my so, God. I am, I, am, I am pretty sure. That it was the kid pushing on the other doggy door. Yeah. That, well, he just no, never done no. That. I was looking at it right now. He wasn't there. Yeah. Kevin, I was looking Dad right at that doggy away. door. It wasn't yeah, Kevin, moving. Kevin, was moving. We've right? got the no, nothing. No, no, nothing, nothing was moving. Was moving. It we was completely the from the the side door where the the vents going out. Yeah. We we got so, the sure. science side. Yeah. Positive. It, I totally thought it was something Reddit pushing against later. the nope. the block in that other one, and it was flexing. Hundred percent was watching it the whole time. It was coming from the outside. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty creepy. It probably it's probably place. a temperature difference. This place has got like I, when you said there's a reason for that. I've, that's I've totally never, what I was thinking. I was like, any, oh yeah, uh, temperature you know flex. what? Actually, uh, just to kind of can I, I finish? Yeah. <laughs> before I before I go. no, that costs extra. Before I go, on. <laughs> hey, we just had a legitimate like possibly paranormal. No, no, like, that no, was yeah, actually, that's true. That's true. Like, that was spooky. You know? That was spooky dookie. That was spooky dookie as So so yeah, good. so you you said No, that was just Tom. That was that was just That was just That was spooky, but it wasn't or that was dookie, but it wasn't spooky. That was a soupy dookie. So you've got so you've got something related to what just happened. Yeah, yeah, guys, so we just did. Here we are. Laura's Obscurus 2. It's our second fucking horror episode where we're going to talk about scary shit and like ghosts and crap and something we're ghosty happens. Don't listen to this before you go to bed, you motherfucker. 100% yeah, no, like, listen legit. to this before you go to bed. Like, was don't so do it, dude. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm legit. Still looking yeah, over legit. There. I know, yeah. I like, I can't look away from I can't the door. I can't look over there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom is staring at it like he's going to beat the shit out of me. Well, no, I'm like, all right, if it happens again, I'm going to go charge at the door right. and kick the door and see what happens. That's what, that's what we'll see next. All right, continue. Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your what's your related story to that that thing? Well, that just well not so much related to it, but when I first moved in, moved into this house, uh, so the house, the way it works out is when when you walk in, you either go left, and that's my my the normal layout of my house, or you go right, and there's stairs that go down because I live I live on the side of a hill. Right, right. Uh, you, there's stairs that go down, and it's almost like a sub level of the house. It's it more sounds, like a basement. It, yeah, it sounds creepy, but it's not really creepy. Yeah. Uh, well, it's um. Stilts. It's a stilt house. I, I don't know what that is. Is it, it a stilt house? Yeah, the house it's is up on, on stilt. like big okay. posts, yeah, right? It, it, it is. So yeah, it's on stilts. That's what we yeah. call it. Yeah. It's a um, stilt structure foundation. So when I first moved in, uh, my sister, she's always been kind of, my sister and my grandma were always kind of like into, or not into, but like sensitive to paranormal stuff. 
Like they've always. Do you had have any like, Santeria in your family? Not Santeria. What's it called on the West Coast? Uh, no, it, it's that. Okay, it's that. Like I'm literally not in. looking away I from know, that door I know. right now. <laughs> I'm glad you are because I have my back to it. Yeah, and this is not Dude, how. I All right. So what you were so saying was when you moved into the house. Yeah. So when I first moved into this house, my sister and my grandma. Uh, my grandma is deceased. So, but my sister is very sensitive to like paranormal stuff or she always says that she's had she has been you moved in your deceased grandma is no, that no, no 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 oh. no no I'm she just, was alive I'm just, at the time speaking of i'm just most, saying oh, most people leave their deceased at a graveyard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, she's underneath the yeah, house. you're like when i first moved in with my deceased grandma and we're like, wondering what just happened to the door great hi Thanks. grandma perfect she's coming in here to beat you with her spirit she's like how do you not know shit about missions i raised you Hey, <laughs> hey, motherfuckers, as a pagan, I'm like, man, this is getting a little sacrilegious in here, okay? <laughs> so, but when I first moved in, again, uh, just speaking for my sister, she's always been sensitive to, like, paranormal or, like, yeah. she, she, she just has, like, like dreams buddy. and foresight. Yeah, just like my like buddy on the, the last story, my, right. my friend, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when I first moved in, she, I obviously brought her for, like, a, a what do you got, like, housewarming or whatever the fuck it is. Uh-huh. Uh, when she came in, she's like, oh, this is a really nice, this is a really nice place. And uh, when she went downstairs, she's like, oh. And I'm just like, <laughs> You're like God damn it, oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? You better be telling the alphabet. There better be another note. Yeah, she's just like, you, you don't feel that? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> what What am I supposed to be? She's like, well, I, I think you should like. Uh, sage the house? Yes. I think, you should, I think you should sage the house. And I'm just like, why? She's like, well, I feel like there's something coming. And it's, of course, uh, my daughter's room. Uh, because it is the furthest room all the way down the hallway. And neck and like that room when I first was looking at the house was I think like a grandpa's room because it was when you walked in, it was uh, a giant bed. And when you looked against the wall opposite of the bed, it was a bunch of shelves that had a bunch of like boulder hats and like we like it was just weird hats. Like old like old people hats. old people uh-huh. stuff. You can just tell. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? It's kind of weird. Almost like a grandma that has like the dolls on the wall. This dude had hats on yeah. the wall kind of thing. Uh, I actually have a doll story. I'll, I'll tell it later. Fuck dolls. Yeah, yeah. please no. Uh, yeah, please don't. Um, but yeah, my my sister, that, that's mainly the story. Like nothing happened after that and nothing has happened since. Yeah. But she's just like, you should sage the house. Did you? No. Well, now it's now it's coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all these now years, it's, uh, it's pissed off at that air conditioning unit. <laughs> hey, yeah. whatever, old man spirit. I like bowler hats. Don't I fuck like with me. Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> I think bowler hats are cool. It was just creepy. I have one myself. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> it was just creepy. Like I've never, like I've never, like seen a. a it was like it was almost like a little old timey room. It was weird. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of weird because in that room. Uh, I have a broken window that happened a couple months ago, but from I told bird, you that bird, but it was yeah. from a bird. Yeah. And they say, the, they wait, say that, that happened is downstairs and upstairs. What's that? The bird happened on both upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, place it happened on my kitchen gully, window. Man. Yeah. It happened on my kitchen window and it happened on. That's uh, why I'm like, it's probably an animal outside. Cause it's fern gully out here. Like I've yeah, had I know, snakes right? crawl across my feet. Something rubbing up against the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably a possum. But or if there's shit. a fucking possum that's gonna come inside here, we need to fucking stomp it out. You know, <laughs> possums oh, gonna come inside here. Possums uh, are actually apparently really nice. Yeah, you can actually go and like. Uh, is, is that the address? It depends. Why did I say that into the microphone? Is that the address? 
Uh, force habit. Possums can be nice yes. or not yeah, nice. You, you can actually like pick up a possum and they won't bite you. Like what? I full I've said well, possums, they play dead. Well, yeah, but uh, they, they're more about showing their aggression. Right. I've had a possum sit there with his mouth open and I've like stuck my hand in its mouth. Like it doesn't. They oh don't, no shit. Yeah, they don't bite down. They're not aggressive. They. Oh, the only ones got to worry about is if they are if they have rabies. Those yeah, are the yeah. only ones got to worry about. But because they are aggressive. Because they are aggressive and yeah. they will bite. But you know that way ahead of time because right, like. Right. Cause there it's coming after you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll come after you. Whereas like other possums will just kind of sit there and be like, what? And then yeah, they'll right? open, they'll either play <laughs> dead <laughs> or they'll open their mouth at you. Don't, don't touch my butt. Don't I touch have, my butt. I have had nothing but unpleasant possum experiences. Oh shit. I've had nothing but throughout good my life, which I don't like. I'm not glad that I've only had sad possum experiences. Or sad possum. Just, I mean, there was one where it was trying to kill my chickens. So I had to defend my chickens, except that one didn't go according to plan. So the possum didn't die a quick and painless death like it was supposed to. <laughs> um, and then there was another one where it was eating my dog food and chasing my dog around. So we had to chase that one away. But that was a huge. It was like bigger, as big as a dog. Which is weird for possums. I'd expect massive. that from raccoons. It had like the, the body the size of a basketball. It was fucking ridiculous. So I was I was washing dishes. This is, here's my possum story. So I'm washing dishes one night at the old house I used to live at. Old uh, creepy. Spooky possums. That's old, what old, we're talking old, about. Yeah, kind of an old creepy house. It, it was a cool house, but it was an older house, old ranch style house. And um, I'm washing dishes and I see, you know, the dogs just come up to the window and they're all happy. And I'm like, oh, good. The dogs are happy. Whatever. You know, this cool. This cool. And That's I hear this like kunk noise. <laughs> and I look over at Piper, my old my old dog, and she looks up at me. She's just got a fucking possum hanging out of her mouth. And the kunk noise oh, was her teeth sliding across its skull. And she looks at me wagging her tail and goes, yeah. And the possum just goes splat onto the deck. Oh, the possum's not moving. Like the possum looks like it is Pump not playing shit, dead. It looks like its spine is severed or something. Like it's definitely alive, but it's incapable of moving. Oh, so I go and I get my 45 to deal with the possum. That's, 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 that's a little, a little aggressive. That's a little aggressive for uh, <laughs> not gonna lie. Possums are harder to kill than they should be, so that is fully appreciated. Let me I rewind. Let me rewind the story. <laughs> so first, my roommate took the BB gun outside to shoot the possum. That's in the what head, I did. It doesn't work, and it just bounced off the possum's skull. Yeah. Then I went it's and got ridiculous. the forty-five. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Possums are I mean, incredibly a, a durable. A twenty-two might do it, right? I didn't have a twenty-two. I yeah, had a forty-five. Have I have a twenty-two. There was a measure of extreme escalation. There was a pellet gun, so and grab my, there was I a forty-five. Someone grabbed my hand cannon. Someone grabbed my pound of C four explosives. Hold on, let me call in an airstrike on yeah. this possum. <laughs> just, just, just chop its head off. That's all you got to do. You got a shovel. I mean, yeah, that probably would have been a better idea. Like, I remember like get to mine with a shovel. The shovel was somewhere in the garage. The forty-five was on the. There's there. There was a reason the forty-five was more accessible. Which is a whole new story. Murka. I mean, you're gonna put (laughs) the reason being Murka. No, I so so I first made sure that the possum wasn't playing dead. I let the possum sit for like five minutes. I mean, even if it wasn't, still. No, because if it's going to get if it's going to get up and leave, it's going to get up. But it was it it was pretty obvious. It was pretty obvious. Piper had like severely damaged it to the point where it was never going to function again. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I knew that, when I knew that it wasn't really moving and it was just kind of like laying there gurgling, I'm like, let's just put it out of its misery as fast as possible. 
Anyway. Yeah, I know. It, it, <laughs> it took a 45 round to put it down, though. <laughs> but it was finally dead. Yep. All right, back back to spooky stuff. Yeah, so so to, so to really quickly right, yeah. <laughs> to really quickly recap all about the Dark pieces. Watchers, they are mostly seen in the Santa Lucia Mountains. However, they have been seen all over Southern California, and we now have sightings reported in Wisconsin and Illinois. For those of you wondering where the Santa Lucia Mountains are, uh, we'll get into it in a second. They are described as tall, oversized, featureless, dark silhouettes, often adorned with wide-brimmed hats and walking sticks. Mostly, they are reported being seen in the hours of twilight or right around dawn. They appear motionless, watching travelers from the horizon along the ridges of mountains, and in most cases, if anyone attempts to approach them, they disappear. However, there are reports that that is only because they don't want to be spotted by modern technology. So if you approach them without cell phones or cameras, apparently you can get a lot closer and people have reported interacting with them. Yeah. Sort of like if, it's, if it's the one that fucking lunged at me, it. yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Well, again, you guys didn't have a cell phone camera. Yeah. No, but then, no, but I didn't approach it. It approached me. Like, right. Is there like picture? Is there pictures of them? Yeah. Just look up dark watcher, the dark watchers. I'm looking California watchers. That's probably so. Wrong so thing. sometimes they are attributed <laughs> the to the native. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes they're attributed to the native American uh, and forgive me here. Anybody who happens to be from this tribe, but the Chumash people of central Chumash. Chumash? Yeah. Sometimes attributed to Native American Chumash people of central and southern coastal regions of California. However, those people do not have any myths or legends that match any description of the Dark Watchers. Yeah, I did a little report on them in like fourth grade. Oh, shut up, really? Yeah. They are most not the Dark Watchers. The no, the, yeah, Chumash. that's crazy. The Chumash. Yeah. They are most famously mentioned in John Steinbeck's Flight, a short story from 1983 that is found in a collection called The Long Valley. Pepe looked suspiciously back every minute or so, and his eyes sought the top of the ridges ahead. Once, on a white barren spur, he saw a black figure for a moment, but he looked quickly away, for it was one of the dark watchers. No one knew who the watches were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never show interest in them. They did not bother one who stayed on the trail and minded their own business. Mm. They're also referred to by the poet Robertson Jefferson in his 1937 poem, Such Counsels You Gave to Me and Others. He thought it might be one of the watchers who are often seen in this length of the coastal range. Forms that look human to human eyes, but certainly are not human. They come from behind ridges to watch. But when he approached it, he recognized the shabby clothes, pale hair, and even the averted forehead and concave line of eye to jaw, so that he was not surprised when the figure turning toward him in a quiet twilight showed his own face. It then melted and merged back into the shadows beyond it. Furthermore, Steinbeck's son, Thomas, grew up reporting to have seen Dark Watchers a lot in his childhood. Later, he and an artist friend, Benjamin Brode, collaborated on a book titled In Search of the Dark Watchers, where they go into the history of the legends and interview a lot of locals who claim to have seen them, such as the famed Big Sur resident Billy Post. According to a newspaper archive from the mid-1960s, a Monterey Peninsula local, former high school principal and former high school principal, went on a hiking trip into the Santa Lucia's when he suddenly spotted a dark figure standing on a rock and surveying the area. When the principal called out to the other hiker, the creature simply vanished. 
For the science side of skepticism, illusions, hallucinations, and misrepresentations of natural stimulus brought on can be brought on by exhaustion or isolation. And this is attributed to one of the reasons that this is seen. Well, Another reason is blur and all that other stuff. These are this is not this is this is not a hot area. Big Sur, dude. Coastal California mountains. I've been to some Shumash land and it was inland enough to be hot. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Another thing that's attributed to it is infrasound, which can be generated by wind and can cause feelings of uneasiness and anxiety in people and is frequently connected to other paranormal sightings. Hmm. An optical illusion known as the broken specter is a plausible explanation for the legend as well. The Brocken, I'm sorry, an optical illusion known as the Brocken specter, a Brocken specter or mountain specter can occur in certain atmospheric conditions. When the sun is at a particularly perfect angle, the subject's own shadow can be cast onto a cloud bank around them, creating the illusion of a large shadowy humanoid figure facing them. Oh, bullshit. I don't believe that. <laughs> but there are a lot of other things connected to it. Um, the Dark Watchers also have some lead-ins, as Tom mentioned earlier. Or not as Tom mentioned earlier, but we talked earlier and Tom mentioned them earlier. There have been some attributes to Wendigo. There have been some attributes to skinwalkers, so aliens, some cool. I mean, it's 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 freaky stuff. Uh, and, you know, man. <laughs> it used to only be seen in one place. But if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that we have a commissioned painter who happens to have a particular Gmail account that has peninsula in it because he's from the monterey peninsula so ikbard we want to know have you ever seen a dark watcher come on buddy you live in the area tell us tell us now i mean the area being a large mountain range but still we're just calling out listeners now i guess <laughs> <laughs> if you've been anywhere in the rockies ever which is a very large area let us know if you've seen this shit wait i thought he was east coast no nah, nah. he's west coast dude wait, wait you're talking about someone else oh okay yeah I just remember looking at maps and seeing a bunch of water and shit. And I'm like, oh, this looks like East Coast. Friend, friend, <laughs> friend, friend of the podcast. Yeah. From, the, yeah, from the, this region. Definitely. I mean, I've heard them. I've heard them as other names. Like, I've never heard Dark Watchers, but I have heard the um, the voyeurs and, you know, voyeur spirits and things like that. I've heard of that stuff. But no, I mean, it's funny you mentioned it, like looking into it now, like just typing it up on Google. It's like, oh, yeah, there they are now. But yeah, those ones all yeah. they're all like pilgrims, like. Most of well, them, they have hats. When they were first experienced, the, the earliest experiences that we have recorded are all from Spanish missionaries. So, you know, they, they, they kind of take on that pilgrim or that Spanish missionary yeah. kind of look. So this is different than like the Hills Have Eyes people, right? Right. Uh, okay. So the Hills Have Eyes people is... Is actual people, not like a spirit. Yeah. Right? We can talk about it. Crazy, that, has to, that has to do with well, it's, atomic weapons being tested and causing mutation. And, oh, and okay. So there's a, if you want to talk about the Hills that. Have Eyes, like I've never seen the movie. series, we can, I, we never, I never really got into it. into it. But it's just the the creepy dude hiding in the hills watching. So I was similar, well, that, they, like not not the same by yeah, No, no. Yeah. So, so there's also something to be said about that with like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, like that was a that was a big thing talked about for a while. Um, there's a there's a local legend uh, around uh, Southern California, very Is very Jessica Southern California. Beale in that? Yeah, the, oh, the remake. Dude, yeah, Jesus, that movie was just an excuse to hell. show her butt. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a local Pause. legend. Pause. <laughs> there's, there's a local, local legend. Ryan, cut this up. <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. There's a local legend uh, in South San Diego called uh, the Proctor Valley Monster. Okay, um, I want to. I I need to know more. So the Proctor Valley Monster, if you're driving out Ote Lakes Road, which okay. is uh, I used to I used to fly out there. There's a there's a small skydiving field. I did and a lake. One. That's where I jumped. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you keep going out that way. And you keep your eyes on the left, you'll get onto a part where you're on one side of a valley and on the other side is a big mountain. And on the left is actually a cave. You can, okay. you can see the entrance to the cave. Oh, what? and uh, yeah. And uh, it's reported that the Proctor Valley monster, which funny enough, Proctor Valley is actually on the other side of the mountain. But, you know, com- you know comparatively, right, so there's, right. there's said that this meant this cave goes all the way through the mountain. And there was a, a you know, they called the Proctor Valley monster and they say that the area out there is haunted by this murderer who was this guy uh, who would kidnap people and hang them up in his cave out there. And a lot of it was illegal, you know, people hopping the border from Mexico. I was, I was gonna say, I would sure hope it's illegal that you would do that to no. somebody. <laughs> no, a lot of it was illegal like immigrants. Illegal, illegal immigrants. Yeah. And that's who he would capture and hang them up. So it, it became a big thing in like Spanish, in Mexican, like lore yeah. about oh. this area of crossing that was. Don't get and it was, by and the Proctor. Yeah, man. I think it was like during the 60s or 70s. Okay. You know, which and, and that place, that place was, well, that place was very different back then. Like, oh, yeah, it was like Chula, Chula Vista, Benita, like where I spent most of my young life was different. It has changed remarkably just since I was there. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. For sure. So before then, it was a lot less. It was a lot more open space. But they say that the fields out there are still haunted by this guy because when they found him they were attracted to this cave because the the smell would come through the valley and you would just smell this cave yeah that's gnarly yeah and it was like so bad so like that was one of the that's one of the signs when you're out there is you'll you'll get a whiff of this like it's like 29 palms yeah you'll get a whiff of this like rotting smell and they'll be like oh the proctor valley monsters here you know and like he's watching you know so i've had some friends go out there hunting like hunting the proctor valley monster and they've said that like trees have fallen next to them and like they've heard bushes break you know like snap like someone was running through them yeah yeah i don't know if any of it's true but i mean that was it's one of those like urban legends like i've seen the cave it it makes your skin crawl you know yeah Makes, makes the willies look over happen. your shoulder a couple times. I mean, it was like a serial killer, like a serial killer. Yeah, no, I mean, apparently like 11, awesome. 11 bodies were found. Holy God, that is a serial killer, right? Yeah, there, yeah. Man. And like, that was just what was found. Like, apparently he was eating them. Oh, man. Um, okay, you got to You got to weird. Maybe that'll be the thing that we actually hit next time. I'll do. A, we'll do a little bit of deeper dive on that if you guys want. Yeah, I, I've if never found. I've never thing. looked super deep. But, yeah. and, you know, this is like like the stuff that I've heard are from literally the people living there. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I haven't like none of this is like official. Like I've only heard from people living there that this stuff, you know, it, like I said, it was an urban legend when I was a kid. That's it. It's super dope. Though. Yeah. I want to, I want to know where I it know comes from. Like the story. It. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah. The Proctor Valley monster is what it was called. So Marky, you brought up 29 palms and yes. it, to finish out the scary story segment before we jump into Warhammer 40 K scary story stuff. Do you guys care if I share my 29 palms story? You got one. I have a 29 palms story. I have one too, but it's not really that like you could double dip. So more than one palm tree out there. I've got a a, a, a Mexican Mexican story. Do you want do you want to share that one today and I'll, I'll keep my 29 palm one? No, no, I don't mind. Whatever. The, The story I got is actually my brother's story, but it's like, 
Yeah, Ooh. I still, I still haven't shared my story. It's a good one. This is a good one. Let's get so both. Do yours kids. and then I'll do mine. All right. Quick. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck me. All right, so, so oh, 29 points. Keep, keep your 29. Just, we, we got it. My 29 palms will be in two minutes. We either got to keep getting fucking haunted, guys, or we're going to run out of scary stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, one for pissing off spirits, so. <laughs> yeah. What I just heard is that Kevin's going to. Dip his his get his finger real wet and he's gonna willy it in the spirit's ear just to see what happens. I mean, that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my twenty nine palm story. So I did not always work for the toy company that I work for. I used to be a freelancer. I used to be a freelance artist, and um, I have a background in working in the signage industry. And because of the way the signage industry works, it means that I have a lot of connection to real estate industry. This is a real estate story. Kind of. I'm already so scared. Already one scared. of my hits, it's freaky. Riveted. Right? So one of my clients, one of the clients that I built websites for, and I did a bunch of sign stuff for, does real estate between set between Southern California and North Carolina because of Camp Pendleton and Camp Lejeune. So he's out in Camp Lejeune. He's living in North Carolina and he's kind of relying on me to do a little bit of property management stuff. Property management stuff just means that you're the person who goes out and checks on shit. So he tells me that there's this house, this Marine is moving from, he's moving out. This Marine is doing exactly what this guy's real estate business is set up for. He's moving from 29 Palms to Camp Lejeune. This is 100% what this client specializes in, but he's in North Carolina at the time. He calls me up and he goes, Hey, I need you to go out and do a home walkthrough. I need you to do a home review. I need you to make sure there's not a lot of damage. I need you to check everything out. I need you to hang the signs. I need you to do the property management stuff. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Now, I already had the Blue Beast. I already had the Subaru at this point. So this, this is not that long. This is like right before I started working for the toy company. Okay. So I drive out there. Pretty common for the way that I operate when I'm being sent out to do a house walkthrough or something specifically in an area like that where I know that there's not a lot of people, all that. 45 is on my hip just in case. I drive all the way out there. I get to this house. I go up. I've got the key. Key doesn't work in the lock. Ring the doorbell. Nothing. So I'm immediately suspicious. Yeah, that's suspicious. Art. There is nobody out. You know, you, you've been to 29 Palms. There's yeah. no one the fuck out here except the people who live here and drifters. Yeah. And, and those houses no are really else. spread apart. Yeah. In certain areas, those houses, you can go like four or five miles before you see another one. Yeah. And then like the next one could be not even a house, but like a little rat shack kind i mean of and this was like this was more city. like if you guys have ever seen listeners if you've ever seen the movie sicario the first one the house that they find all the bodies on the wall same fucking layout <laughs> <laughs> so i contact the homeowner via text and i'm like hey brother like i can't get in it's what, locked what gives up. you know why is the door locked and he goes oh you know i didn't know whether or not they were going to come out and change the locks i had the locksmith leave an extra key in my old pit bulls dog house in the dog run in the backyard. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go up, there's this little split in the fence, crawl through the split in the fence. I go into the dog house. Sure enough, hung up towards the top. There's a key, take the key off, go back, try the front door. It doesn't work again. I'm like, dude, dude. And he goes, Hey, try the side sliding door. And I'm like, cool. So I go around to the side sliding door. He goes in, unlatches, and I start opening up. As soon as I start opening up, I hear two people inside. Oh, shit. You know. Yeah. So standard, standard reaction. I announce my presence. I'm here. I'm with the real estate agent. You need to vacate the property. I am armed. I am making entry. Reach down, unbelt, 
draw, still safety on, and I enter the property because you, you don't know who's in the house at that point. Right, of course. Right. There's these two Marines that are just squatting in the front room. And they're like, hey, we knew the property was empty. You know, We're we had a key. <laughs> we got in. The last guy kind you know, of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we'll, we'll clear out our stuff. We'll get out of here. You know, the, the guy's wife had essentially let them stay there. And I was like, all right, well, you guys should open the door. Like, you freaked me out. I put my gun away and everything. So these guys get all this shit out and they leave. So as part of that, they call the dude's wife. The dude's wife comes out to kind of smooth things over. So I know and I'm not pissed off. So I collect all the, the Marines mail. I collect all the wife's mail. I get everything. I do a full house walkthrough. And at this point, I'm fucking paranoid as shit. So I do a full house walkthrough after these two guys have left before the wife arrives, gun drawn and everything. I'm telling you, if you've seen the fucking opening sequence of Sicario, it looked like that house, the house with all the, the bodies in the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it looked like. So I checked the whole house. The whole house is fine. There doesn't seem to be anything in it except this weird fucking mural, like creepy ass fucking mural painted. It's a clown painted in the garage. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. That's so, weird. Clowns are just creepy by their right. it's approaching. Mural. <laughs> it's approaching dusk when this chick shows up. She parks in the side yard as if she is aware that the front door doesn't unlock. I've put up all my signs. I've taken all the pictures. I've done all the, the real estate. Like it's, it's a shit. habit to park on the side. But it's and come a habit the back. to park on the side. She comes into the house. She closes and locks the sliding room door, the, the sliding door. Now, mind you, I've been in this house for like two hours. Siding slide door is open. My like little portable speaker set is in the kitchen right next to the sliding door. My phone is sitting on the counter, listening mm -hmm. to music, doing my shit with the yeah. garage door closed because I'm like, fuck that clown thing. So she comes in and I'm like, all right, you know, I just want to verify that these two guys were here. You know them. Here's your mail. We do all that shit. And I'm like, you know, now that I've done the whole walkthrough and everything, this isn't a bad place. Obviously, like she tells me that she and her husband are splitting and all this shit. And I'm like, well, why aren't you staying at the house? And, and she's like, I can't stay at the house anymore. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And she goes, well, my son's eight. And I'm like, all right, cool. And she goes, my son painted the creepy mural in the garage. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because it's got that weird, like, I don't understand anatomy creepiness going to it. I'm like, all right, okay. cool, cool. I'm like, all right, so why aren't you guys staying in the house? Because, you know, like, you don't have to be out for another, like, the house, the house is going on market now. It's going on Which list. means that you there's, don't... like, 60 days that you can still be in the house. And she's like, we can't stay here anymore. My husband's already in North Carolina. We're getting divorced. It's not going to work out, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I get it, I get it. And she goes, well, let me tell you what really happened. And I'm like, what, bitch? <laughs> you about to spill uh, some um, tea? Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> so this was back... You guys probably remember when this was happening. Remember the crazy, weird clown thing that was happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This was, was right around that time. So she tells me that for four months in a row, every like Tuesday, Wednesday night or morning, her kid would wake her up at like 3 a.m. and tell her that the clown man was in the backyard. Uh, uh. And I'm like... Nope. Bitch, the sun's setting and the house doesn't have power. And you're now telling you're me now there's a creepy clown this, right? man lurking? Like so she goes, I didn't believe him until a week ago. Oh fuck me. Dude, my the hair on the back of my neck yeah. is standing up. She already. got out of bed and followed her son into the kitchen. Yeah. And there was a dude Creeping. dressed as a clown yeah. in the middle of their yard. Staring into the kitchen. Yeah. That's she said she turned on all of the lights immediately. She called the cops. She called the neighbors. She yeah. let the pit bull out. 
Oh, dude. And the guy was gone. But she said this dude looked like he was like nine feet tall. I'm sure he was like six feet. Yeah, it's probably like six it, months. Six it's five. just creepy on its own. It's and just the, like the, the outfit probably made it. Yeah, well, I mean, weird. it probably was a real dude doing that. Yeah, I mean, like back then. Just like, a dude. Yeah, because yeah. that was like the whole thing was like dudes were doing that. Like, just to fuck with people. Yeah, but so it's creepy then, as shit. So they started getting go, shot. So she then <laughs> yeah. goes. And then people were like, oh, it's a bad idea. <laughs> and she then goes, this is like seven o'clock at night. She then goes, I I got a dip. And she leaves. <laughs> and now Ryan's there alone. I've got. However much time it's going to take for the fucking locksmith to show up to fix the goddamn locks with no power and the creepy clown guy. So I sat in the middle of the fucking living room Boy, with your gun, with my gun in door. my lap for 45 minutes until the locksmith showed up. And, and it was just one of those things where like every time I heard a dog bark, every time I heard a car drive by, every time I heard. So what, what was that? that? What was that? What was that? I didn't see anything. I did Some not polar. see anything myself. But dude, yeah. I was freaked the fuck out. Yeah. That's my. That's, that's my. That's my first of two twenty nine palm stories. That is pretty uh, creepy stumps. though. Yeah. So my mine is pretty short. Uh, back when the wife and I were pregnant, I was. I had a very large food baby. Sympathy burrito baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she had. I was like, Mark was pregnant. Yes, and she I had a, a normal baby. This would be. This would be my daughter. Um, so this is 10 years ago. All right. All right. And she being pregnant, she always liked junk food. Right. So we would drive. So the shack that we had, uh, we lived in a duplex, not, not a very nice one either. Like it was like built in like, I don't know, the, the fifties. It was, it was not a nice place, but it was only 500 bucks a month. And I was down for that. Oh, there's your first sign. Yeah. (laughs) 500 bucks in California for a duplex, not bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's and your first sign somebody died? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, It was very creepy. They had a little shack out back behind the house that I didn't have a key for that there was stuff in there. Oh, yeah, dead bodies? Yep. I don't know. I never got in there, and I never wanted to because the uh, windows were blacked out. Yep. I just know because, like, a little piece was scratched off, and I could see, like, something kind of pushed up against the window. But I digress. That I never went in there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, very creepy place. Well, we went to Jack in the Box. She always liked Jack in the Box tacos. And we we went to Jack. And as we were driving, when you head towards the base, the street is kind of hilly. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, that, you I know, know what I'm talking exactly about? Where you're kind of going yeah. up and down. So yeah. as you're kind of going up this and down. This property was off in that area, by the way. The, that like. The hilly spot? Yeah. That's the main road, right? Yeah. You know that weird bail bond place? Yeah. It was like a block after that weird bail bond That's place. That's where I lived. <laughs> it's fucking, if you lived in the goddamn clown house, I'm going to shit myself. Well, was it a duplex? <laughs> no, 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 it was a standalone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was also some houses fairly close to my duplex as well. But uh, as we're on this hilly road, your, your headlights are going up and down, right? Right. So as we're driving, I see someone crossing the road. Oh, oh, dude, fuck. I fucking hate stuff like that. Yeah, and I and I turn and I look at Christy and I'm like, hey, watch out. And as I'm turning back, the headlights move up and it disappears. And I don't finish my sentence. And I was just kind of like stunned, essentially. Oh, fucking and, happened to me more than once, man. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. And, I have one of those. And we're heading. Uh, and after that, we're uh, so we went to Taco, uh, Taco Bell. We went to get tacos from Jack and we we're going to my friend's house. And she's like, well, what, watch out for what? And I'm just like, because my wife is very, very 
susceptible to just breaking down and crying if she's scared. I was just like, don't worry about it. As I'm freaking the fuck out. <laughs> internally. Yeah. He's like internally. fucking internally yeah. dying. So as we, once we get to the house, my buddy's house, I'm like, it's, it's dark out. Okay. And I'm like, let's go inside. So we go inside, we sit down and I'm still just kind of like wide eyed, like, holy shit. Well, and it's a whole different thing out there. Dark wise. Cause it is dark. It's dark. Like yeah, there is no light out there. Yeah, for people who haven't here, been yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like when it gets dark, dark, like when it's a new moon and there's no moon to like, it, it is, it is dark. dark. Like it can be light. There. Like if it's a full yeah. moon, you can see pretty well. Like you can oh, yeah. almost yeah. drive the, around. The only lights, lights that you could see are like kind of the storefronts, like uh kind of dim lights. Just on the yeah, no, road. it is dark yeah. as hell out yeah. there. But yeah. yeah, if it's not a full moon, like it gets dark yeah, out but, in the wilderness. So I, I look at her and she's like, well, what did you see? And I look at her and I'm like, did you not see the person crossing the street? And she's like, what? No. And I'm like, there was a, a man, like a, a black figure crossing the street. And she's like, I, I didn't see that. I'm like, as our headlights went up, he disappeared. She's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? I'm like, well, one, I didn't want you to steer us into a fucking building. <laughs> and, and two, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I, I wasn't even sure what I, I saw. Wasn't, no, I, I, dude, I'm 100% sure what I saw. Oh, there, wow. there it was is a, a lot. It was a dark figure crossing the street. There, there, there's a lot of weird shit because you pass Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree is up by 29. It's right yeah, next to past, it. Yeah. 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 There is a lot of weird shit in yeah. Joshua yeah. Tree. Yeah, once you pass 29 Palms, then it gets real weird. That's where all, all the right. crack So up. your story actually just reminded me because I normally don't have like a lot of spooky stuff, but I have a very similar like driving around in the middle of nowhere. How are we headlights. doing on time? Because I know we wanted to stick to 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no. We're going to, we're going to, uh, uh, quickly. It's super short. Quickly. And then we got to get into Oh, we can skip mine. I can tell my yeah, Guys, we're so. going to, we're going to be a little, a little long on this episode, but we love you. That's and we fine. wanted to bring our, it to you. I didn't even get to plus, say my scary Plus, ones. we got motherfucking haunted in the middle, yeah, which was not planned. Haunted. That's really what happened. We had a guest speaker. That came through the AC today. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so, so here's my my creepy dude in the desert with headlights story. So me, uh, I went to college for one semester in Arizona to go to flight school out there, which in its own was a, an interesting experience. But one day we were coming back from Buffalo Wild Wings and trying to pick up chicks at the mall. 42 miles away. I mean, what else do college guys do when the mall is 42 miles away? Yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. I, I told you guys there was literally nothing. 42 miles. He had to drive to find anything. So we're, we're on our way back. And as we're pulling back into the, the campus, which was it didn't even like it wasn't even in the city that it was in. It okay. was on the highway. Like, OK, like on the highway. And as we're pulling in, you're, we're like making a turn. There's like a roundabout kind of on the in entrance. Okay. There's some big like hedgerow kind of, you know, college, college style roundabout with some bushes and shit for, for decoration. And literally as we're turning headlights sweeping across this round, I just see what I swear was at least one person just flicker past my vision. And I'm like, what the motherfuck was that? So we make a second roundabout gone. Yeah, fucking gone. One of the one of the other guys happened to be looking in its direction because there's four of us in the car. He goes, dude, no, that was a person hands down diving into that bush. Oh, wow. And so then we we like kind of hung out and like eyeballed it. Didn't see shit. Never saw anything come out of that bush. Nothing but like it was watch, weird. watch it for 45 minutes and nothing comes out. You're and like, we, what the fuck? We figured out what it was <laughs> and and it's. 
I mean, we're not 100% sure what it was. Was yeah, it a guy we, dressed as a clown? Because fuck no, that we shit. we deduced it was a border jumper. Uh, that makes sense. Because Border Patrol would come and drive around the dirt roads around our school. <laughs> Oh, no. we actually got pulled over on one of those dirt roads because they gotta, thought we were illegals. I just, I just remembered. There's, there's, there's a really funny story I have with border offers. I, I, have, I have a funny story. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's all it was, was a dude was just like, oh, shit, that's the cops and dove yeah. into the bushes and just didn't move. He was probably just as terrified of us as we were of him. Ooh. But creepy nonetheless. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, so as as far as uh, as far as other scary stories, did you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, how long is yours? I don't know. Decent. Decently. Uh, mine's pretty short. I can, I can yeah, go ahead. Bang yeah, out a quick just one. To, yeah. Just just bang. Set, Give us a banger. Give again. us a banger. Um, bang it out, man. Well, I mean, this was off the podcast, but I asked the guys which, which story they wanted me to share. And I think the last one I teased was the leprechaun. And that, that one got like a little bit of a little bit Look of a Irish. So back when my dad was around when I was younger, because my mom was... Uh, we, uh, pff, I fucking hate saying it so many times. We, we were down well off, obviously. And when we celebrated Christmas, it wasn't, uh, we didn't celebrate Christmas all the time. And when we did, the one time that I, rem- the, the first Christmas I remember, my brother and I were so like, we're not, how do I put it? We're not patient. So when you put something in front of me, I want it. Like I, I, I fucking want it. So just like my presence, I was like, I want my fucking presence. It's probably like a week before Christmas. And my, in my front room, the way my, my house was shaped was phallic-y. Okay. So. <laughs> I lived in a giant explains, penis under the sea. explains so much about your childhood. So, so you walk into my house and then there's the first room. That's, think of that as the left testicle. <clears throat> there's a wall that divides that testicle from the kitchen. It's a butthole. Did I already say left? This is the right <laughs> testicle. So it's left, right, right? Where's the butthole? And then there's a long... <laughs> exactly. I'm like, where, where's the, he going to get to the butthole? The butthole the dog run next to the two... <laughs> Sounds about right. The butthole is my neighbor. <laughs> um, and then there's a long shaft, which is my hallway. And along this long shaft are all the other rooms, right? Yeah. So it, it's phallic-y, right? It's uh, just phallic-y. a normal layout of the house, but okay. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, but anyway, most houses are, are like that, but that's fine. So my brother and I shared a room, like pretty much our entire lives. We were at the end of the hallway. So at the end of the hallway, we're at the, fur- the furthest room on the left as you're walking down the hallway. And I, w- I wake up and I'm like, fuck, dude, I, I don't want to wait for these presents. So I like, walk, I, I get up, I walk over to my brother's bed and I kind of like nudge my, hey, Mike, Mike, I don't even know if my brother remembers this, honestly. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to you wanna go scope out our presents? He's like, um, I mean, yeah, sure. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Let's, let's, you know, we'll, we'll tear it open and then we'll get like a little piece of tape and then we'll cover it back up. So that way, you know, mom, will, mom will never know. Yeah. And, and the, the like, kid right. tricks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, all right, cool. And it's like two in the morning right now, two, two or three in the morning. And we're, we're kids, you know, we're, I'm probably seven. My brother's four because we're three years apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he probably might not remember this actually. My mom's room is across from us. So we're kids. We're trying to be sneaky and quiet. Me and my brother were little shits. So we, we were kind of doing like the whole emperor's new groove, like up against the wall. Like, Panther theme. Exactly. So we're pushed up against the wall on the hallway and it's a pretty long hallway. It's probably about 25 feet long. And we're, we're just kind of scooching. I'm trying, like, I can see that my mom, my mom used to leave like the TV on all night. And I can see that the TV's on underneath the door. My mom's 
doors closed. And I'm scooting down the hallway and we pass my sister's room. She's in the next room next to us. She's passed out. And she shared a room with my other sister. And my mom had this VCR, or a stereo system. And on the stereo system, she didn't have the time set up. And it had this green, like, ominous glow. And it would flicker. So yeah, it'd be like, like on like it's like, and then off. Yeah. Yeah. On. Oh, and then off. it's like the 12. old ones. The old oh, school okay. ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just blinked like 12, like, a, like an old microwave. Yeah, right? yeah. So it would be old green. VCR it, would, style. it was like a green. Yeah. It was a green light and it would just be on and off. Yeah. On. Probably had the same off. VCR because I know exactly what you're right, talking about. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty similar. And we're, I'm sneaking down the hallway and I'm like, all right, cool. We're almost there. We're almost there. The, the lights for the tree aren't on because my mom was like, it's pointless. Why waste electricity? And I, we're scared because it's pitch black and we're trying to be sneaky. And mom might catch you. And mom might catch us. So as, as I get to the end of the hallway, I, you can look to the right. That's our front room. To the left is our kitchen. Kitchen's pitch black, whatever, you know? I'm like, okay, cool. The VCR is giving off, or the, the stereo system's giving off light. And we can use that. And I look into the living room and I see, I see something moving. And I'm like, the hell is that uh so on the far side is our couch and then we have our tree at the end of that in the furthest corner away from me and then another couch next to the tree and the vcr is up against the wall that splits the, the ball sack right and it's giving off the light <laughs> against the furthest wall and i'm looking at the couch and on the couch it's giving off the light and you can see the shadow off the back like the back piece of the couch right and above that is what looks like a fucking leprechaun jumping up and down as the light goes on and off. On the couch? Up and down on the couch. That's fucking Jumping weird. up and down. And as, as I see this, I'm like, what in the fuck is that? And it suddenly, like, right as that crossed my mind, it stopped midair. And I could see the shadow of the head, like, turn and look at me. And I fucking book it and i drag my brother <laughs> i grab him and i drag Just him to the room i'm like leave. i'm like fuck i'm like get the fuck out get the fuck out and like we we run back to the room and i throw him in his bed and i throw the blanket over him and i jump in my bed and i fucking throw the blanket over me <laughs> and i stay there and as stay awake as you're saying some of this shit there's fucking things making noise right behind me <laughs> continue sorry you go to sleep. Well, that was that was the end of the story. But so you just you retreated to the safety that, of the blankets. Yeah, and, and the, that was this it. is this is my first. This is probably my first ghost story because this happened before my grandma thing. Yeah, this was my first one, and that's it, pretty it, creepy. Not gonna I, lie. I will, yeah, I will never fucking forget it. It is. Just, did it have a face? Like, or was no, it just a shadow? It was, it was just, just a shadow. shadow. So it was like yeah, a another, like a black puppet. Like a black. Another, puppet. It was like a black. It's puppet. like another fucking dark watcher. But a midget dark watcher. But, but there was no like midget. form. There was no like 3D form. It was just the shadow of it jumping up and down. Oh. It was it was like it was casting a shadow, but there was nothing there to cast, to cast oh. the shadow. So what if it was like in front of the VCR? Yeah. So I, it was. I don't. It was, I don't it was need actually that. closer to you. I don't need that. That's <laughs> yeah, what I was imagine thinking. it that's was at I the was VCR, thinking. and that's why you and saw you were it. Seeing it you were seeing its shadow, so it was actually closer to oh, you dude, than you thought. Fucking got goosebumps. I know. Yeah, I, I gave myself, that, right, myself out with that one. <laughs> yeah. That. So. Yeah, and I never, never peeked at presence again after that. Because you know what it could have been. It could have been like. I mean, it could have been, you know, elf on a shelf type bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It could have been because I mean, think about like if it was like a, a gingerbread of a fucking yeah, of like one well, a fucking elf. Like it yeah. could have literally been like 
you could have seen like one of Santa's little helpers all excited about fucking Christmas happening. Yeah. And he's like, here come these kids ruining fucking Christmas. He's all, fuck you, kids. Scared the fuck out of me, dude. It, I will never forget that. I don't know if my brother even saw it. Because I remember I was the one peeking across, like, right, he was around the corner. He, no, he was in front of me, but, like, I was I was taller than him, so I was peeking over uh, him. I don't know if he was looking either. I'm like, I'm And, like, the VCR the VCR is basically where you are, but it's facing the tree, right? Same thing as you? Yeah, so so the way the layout like is. Like, you're, you're I, standing in the doorway to the to the living room. Right, so so there's the whole, there's the hallway, right? right? I know I know people listening cannot see, but I'm trying to. I'm going to try to explain Yeah, Tom can it. probably try. So the, the shaft, right? Right. Ball. Ball, right? Wall that separates them. Yeah, lined up with the hallway. Yeah, so then, but the there's VCR the VCR is up against that wall. Yeah, facing the same way you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So basically, the room is in front of you, and you're in the doorway, and two, well, in the I'm, the opening, I'm tying the doorway. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so the room is the in front. So as you're facing your, your room is in front of you. It's a square room. The tree is in the opposite right hand corner. There's yep. a couch on the right, and there's a couch directly in front of you. The VCR is actually I, to I'm your left. The, I'm still in the hallway. Yeah, but the VCR is on that side of the wall to your left. Right. I'm guessing kind of catty cornered. So it's like in the corner. Uh, So the, the wall that separates the two room is what is what has the TV pushed up. Oh, OK. So the TV is actually flat against yeah, where you're flat at. Okay. Flat against the yeah. wall. So the VCR casting. is facing the same way that you're looking. Right. So then, yes, that could, I can't see the, the source of the. Right. Light. So it, it could have been in front of the VCR, even smaller than what you were seeing. You were seeing a larger reflection. Right. Of what it could have been. What, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it it basically looked like it was jumping up and down on that couch, and it it fucking terrified the shit. I don't even know if my brother Mike saw this. I never I never told him. I bet you it was a fucking moth. You think it was like a moth? I or bet you it was a fucking moth. A moth. It like, was a moth flickering oh, on that fucking VCR, the and the reflection was just shining on the wall yeah, or the shadow, just, and it just looked weird. Yeah. yeah. And the, the second like it landed up yep. against the glass is when it stopped. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's it was like probably, a, yeah because you yeah it's exactly. got it's got to be something. Like I guarantee it, it didn't you. Didn't look like it was fluttering though. Like I swear. no, but I mean like that's weird at night and it's yeah, blinking yeah. on and off. And like, I'm a child. Yeah, I guarantee you that's probably what it was. Like just analyzing what you were looking at and. Like yeah. the angles of which my scientific analogy yeah. would that it would have been a bug shining towards that light. It, it's Either just weird. Like it's just weird because like of the angle on a shelf or something because of the angle. So like, like I said, the, the VCR is casting yep. this way, right? The same direction. The couch is this way. Uh-huh. This is where I saw it jumping. It's oh. casting this way. Oh, so, so not, the couch is actually on the left. It's wall. not in line. This is where I saw him oh, jumping. I'm not, I didn't shit. see him jumping over here. Oh, I saw him jumping here. Shit. Trees here. So so I'm gonna do like north, south, east, west. So if I am, no, I get what if you're I am on, yeah. if I'm in the south, you're facing north, and I'm facing north. The how do I put it? The tree is to the northeast corner. Uh huh. The couch that I saw the leprechaun jumping is on the north wall in my living room on the left testicle, and then the tv and the the stereo system is pushed up against the wall that divides the oh no okay so then that's so right the couch isn't on the left it's it's still here and the vcr shining this way right right but the couch is here that's where i saw oh so the couch is to the west then no the the couch is pushed up against the north wall that you saw the thing jumping that's where i saw it jumping so why did you just say it was it was left because if the couch is here, the VCR is here. Right. It's shining this direction. And I'm saying I saw it here. Yeah, but you're looking this direction too, right? I'm looking this direction. 
I'm looking this direction. Okay. It's casting this way. I'm standing in the Oh, okay. Here. So the TV isn't shining the same direction as you. No. Basically. Oh, okay. No. Sorry. Well, it's that's what I keep saying. I'm like, it's shining yeah, the same direction you're to, looking. Yeah, I'm trying to describe it's it. shining from his left to right. Yeah, like, okay. He saw the shadow yes. in front of him. In front yes. of him. Okay, so okay. it's not in line with See, the See, well, the yeah, but that's why I kept saying. I was like, it's shining the same direction you're looking. He's right. like, yes, yeah, it's I, not. It's shining a different direction. It's shining perpendicular. It's, to what it's you're like Kevin was saying. It's shining from my left. To yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. It fucked me up That's for a long creepy. time. That's super creepy. It was Kevin in his infancy, joining me before I met him. <laughs> Spirit of Kevin. <laughs> Spirit of Kevin. So yeah, okay, fucked so me up for a long time. That that is strange. I don't know how you would explain a leprechaun silhouette. I I don't know either, man. That's just what I saw. I got yeah. nothing, man. All right, my story. Yeah, yeah. Right? Dude. So this actually isn't my. I'm tempted to. Which which story do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the story the story from my brother's perspective of Mexico down in Mexico, mm-hmm. or of the crying woman, or the owl that never blinks? I want to hear the crying. Mexican okay. So this isn't my story. This is a story <laughs> that my brother told me. Um, You're gonna freak out, Bear Mex. Yeah, yeah. So my brother told me this story, and I believe him. Me, and my brother. Uh, this is one of my brothers. I have two. He and I have have had some experiences together that we trust each other. So my brother used to go down to Mexico all the time, and I, f- I forget where they are, Puerto Vallarta, wherever the hell they are. You go down and get lobsters for a dollar, you know. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, right. It's on the beach, and he was he was yeah, a sounds man, like my kind of place. Hardcore. <laughs> my brother was a hardcore surfer. Like he was in like man magazines and shit nice um this is like right after he came back from from uh iraq mm-hmm. so he and like a big big group like it's like 10 people right so that's how i know this story also is true is that like i have like two or three other people that told me the same thing mm-hmm. so my, they all go down there they rent a house right and it's like one of those little like I, it's, it's probably completely incorrect, but I want to say like little Pueblo houses where it's all open. Like there's, there's a, there's a, a courtyard before you go into the door and then it, it's all white with those like wood, like posts sticking out of the top yeah, of it. Yeah. And like Pueblo clay tile. Mesa yeah. Right. Style. Like, yeah, yeah. Mesa style. Mason's and, yeah. and, uh, it's just a big room, right. Where they have like, a kitchen and um, in the backyard ha- is like hacienda style hacienda That's there the you word. Go. yeah i was so like, yeah it's, so it's one of it's those and there's like 10 people so. in this bitch right like like that's you know, have curtains that cover all the windows but like the airbnb before airbnb adobe. Yeah. that's the word i was looking yeah. for it's mm-hmm. the, the, where they so they you can watch the adobe and you got all the little wooden beams yes yes so you can open up the back of this thing to where it's like completely open the whole house is open so but the front is very like narrow and there's a door and it's all closed off so he's down there, they're surfing, having a good time. Second or third day, I think they're down there because he's been down there for like a week, right? Mm-hmm. Or he goes down there for like a week. <laughs> so it's like the second or third day he's down there, a big tropical storm comes through. Oh, right. Mm. So they can't surf. So they're like, oh, no biggie. Like, but it's super warm. And like my brother's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll go surfing anyway. So they were going down to the beach at night. And I mean, it's pouring with rain. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, but well, like it's, it's an experience. Yeah, it's warm. But so it's like, warm. So it's not like it's not bad. bad. But yeah. So my brother, yeah. uh, he ends up going back to the house because there's a couple of the girls and like what, like one dude and one of the girls at the house. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to go run back and get some more beer. So he runs back into the house, and uh, as he's in there getting some beer, uh, two of his other friends come back from the beach. There's still, like, a couple of them down on the beach, like three or four. Um, forgive me. The numbers, I don't know exactly how right, many. Right, right. You're just um, retelling it how you remember. Yeah. I got you. So basically what I remember is that my brother, Sean, my brother, I- or his friend Ian, and his other friend Tony, I think, uh, and then Sean, right? So, there's you know, those are, like, the key players. Gotcha. So 
My brother goes in, his, his other two friends come in too. It was like Sean and Tony, I think. And Ian is there. And all of a sudden, like they, they're grabbing all, you know, grabbing beer. The girls are like all in, they, basically they've like got all these like air mattresses and stuff. So the whole area is just like beds. And there's like, there's one couch and it's this big white couch. And they're in there and all of a sudden they hear the, the door bang, like fucking loud, like do, 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 do. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, and he's like, oh, did what's his name? Forget the fucking like, did I lock it? Whatever. Goes over there, opens it. Nobody's there. Right. So he's like, OK, whatever. Wind, storm, you know, the back windows are shaking. So he's like, oh, maybe it was just like the reverberation or whatever. Right. So they get their beer. They go back out. And now they come in later. Same thing again. You know, they've come back and it's probably like two in the morning now. And some of the girls are asleep, but like it's party time. Like, you know, it's yeah, they're out there having a good time. Try and do it as much as you can. Yeah. So they, yeah. And so they come into the house and now they're all kind of hanging out in the house. Right. On the door again. And they're like, man, what the fuck? So he goes over there and uh, Ian opens the door and there's nobody there, but he's like, He's like, what the fuck? And he sees something out in like the past the, the terrace, right? Like, yeah. Out in the rain. Yeah, out in the rain. And he says that he sees a silhouette of like a person in white. And he's like, is there someone out there? And he like walks out and the door fucking slams behind him. Oh, right? Fuck. And Ian, you hear like my brother hears Ian go, what the fuck? And then he like comes around, opens the door and he's like, who the fuck should? They're like, oh man, the wind. Like, you know, like I yeah. said, storming. The wind. Like, yeah. yeah. And so. Um, it didn't close behind him it closed in front of him no behind him he went outside and that thing and slammed behind slammed him. on yeah. his ass oh yeah. my god dude right and that my brother terrible. and like all of them are standing there watching the door shut yeah but they're like oh like you know the wind like you know whatever yeah. storm well ian's like what the fuck man and then he turns around like once he opens the door he's like why did you shut it and they're like oh we didn't turns around the silhouette's gone and he's like fuck man i swear to god i thought somebody out there and they're like oh, i don't know man you probably just you're just drunk like whatever yeah couple more minutes go by you know they've all come inside now again and they're like what the fuck dude like oh punk ass kids like so my brother bolts to the door and opens it super quick right nothing and he runs outside and the other guys run outside nothing but they see the silhouette across the street and it's a woman right covered like just pissing down with rain right and they can hear her crying so they're like, hey, God damn it. Hey. And one of the guys is like, who speaks Spanish? And he's like, he says, for, I, I, it's been so long. I don't remember what exactly what the Spanish words were, but he basically said like, hey, are you all right? Yeah. Right. Nothing. Right. Just crying. And so they start uh, making their way. I'm already goose pumping. They start making their way out there and she uh, turns and runs towards the beach. Right. Because they're literally on the beach, like right. two steps. She's on the sand and she runs into the water. How old is the the youngest person there? Uh, twenty five, four. Okay, maybe like they were all like almost in their thirties. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the same like as the Lagderona or whatever, right? That oh is. yeah. Oh, it is. So, so well, the woman the imagery like, sounds right. So the woman the target isn't the same. The, the right? woman in white is very very per pervasive and most super in a lot of supernatural hotspots. If there's a supernatural hotspot. There's a good chance that there, Jesus Christ, I can't, even, also I can't even break down the lore of the fucking Americas, like from an anthropological standpoint without getting goosebumps, by the way. But if there is an area with like supernatural hotspot activity, there's usually a woman in white story. The woman in white specific to Mexico 
usually has to do with rivers, the sea, and rain. Yeah, I know it's water, a lady in yeah. white. Yeah, and, and it's a woman. I, I believe the, sorry, Tom, I'm going to interrupt you. I believe the legend is that she drowned her own kids. Yeah. And she basically searches for other kids to drown, to drown. Right. Yeah. And that's why you were asking so, about how old. Right. So it's curious. not, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not that because I've, I've heard that story. Right. Um, Either that this, or y'all came get, outside get, and she's no, like, no guys, children. It gets, right. it gets way worse. Ooh. Oh, shit. So she runs into the ocean. Right. right. And they go, what the fuck? And my brother like runs down to the beach. She's gone. Yeah. So they're like what the fuck? And they were like, I don't know, man, maybe somebody's fucking with us. Like, we don't know. And so they're like, look, let's just get back to the house. So they had come back to the, to the Pueblo, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're drying off and stuff. You know, they're thinking, okay, do we call the police? Like what's the number? <laughs> you know, like it, it's not 911. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so uh, one of the guys is like, maybe I should go to the neighbor's house and like talk to one of them. Don't do that. <laughs> well, depending don't on do what that. part of Mexico and you could just get Americans who own beach houses. Yeah. That's a good so point. they were like, well, yeah, it's one of those types of things, right? <laughs> it's just all tourist homes. Yeah. So someone's going to blow your They're like, whatever. It's probably just somebody fucking with us. Like some chick's probably drunk off her ass. We're all drunk, whatever. It happens again, right? Banging right. on the door. This time she's standing there. Like in front of the door? In front of the door. Like didn't not on the other side. So of the street, they like. open the fucking door, right? And it's like I think it was Tony who opened it. Um, and he goes, "Oh fuck!" And there's a woman standing there crying, right? Little 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 Spanish girl, yeah, like yeah. like not young, but like young, you know, yeah, like yeah. definitely not like an old lady. Um, and she is drenched and just dripping head to toe, right? And her hair is like down, like but you could see her face and you could see that she was crying. Yeah. And so he goes, holy shit. And then uh, one of the other guys is like, oh, fuck. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. Like, everybody's all up at this point. And so they're like, hey, hey, are you OK? And like one of the guys says, like, you know, in Spanish, like, hey, you come inside, come inside. Are you OK? And um, one of the guys like puts a towel around her. Right. Because like, you know, one of the girls has like grabbed a towel from the bathroom and they're like, stay here. And the woman, I, I, I believe what she said was I'm all alone, right? In Spanish. Right. I don't know exactly what that word is, was, but something solo, solo vente, something solo vente, I don't know, so, solo something. And I think it meant like, I'm alone now, or I'm all alone, something like that. Right. And because my brother, like, he all was Spanish, like, he didn't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they bring her in, and he's like, right. He's like, all right, you know, you two go to the neighbor's house. You two go to the other neighbor's house. You go to the bathroom you know get some more towels Let's like split up gang well right? you know, they, well they're thinking like they've got to help this girl party. well they've got to help this girl maybe yeah. she was raped like that's what my so brother thought was yeah, like yeah. so my brother you know and like they're all dudes like and they run I'm outside save the girl yeah yeah so my brother's with her and i forget who it was it was somebody else i think it was sean we're in the room with her and they like sit her down and the girls run off down to the bathroom one of the girls is running off into like because it was like a bathroom that had like another room attached to it. Yeah. And that's where they kept all their like expensive stuff, you yeah. know, so like cell phones, things like that. And you. one of the girls is running there trying to get to her cell phone. The other one is running to the bathroom. She's getting like blankets. She's turning on the hot water because it was, you know, she was like, oh, maybe she's hypothermic. Like, you know, because 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 well, she was freezing. Like when like one of the guys had touched her, she was freezing and they sat her on the couch and my brother's like, okay, we got to figure out something. So he goes into the kitchen and he pulls Sean into the kitchen and he's like, okay, once this comes in, cause they're grabbing water at this point, right? They're like, all right, getting out the plane. They come back in the living room. She's fucking gone. 
and they left her alone for like a like a second, like not even alone. Like it was pretty much like, like turned around. Yeah, like literally, like around. Sean was like like his you know my brother, my brother friend like he was stepped like, out of the room and not around. even like out of the room. Like he was like I could still see her out of the corner of my eye until we turned around. Like he's like she was there. He's like I swear to God she was there. And we turned around and, and it's just God. a towel. It's the towel on the on the couch yeah. and the couch is soaking wet. Right. Weird. So they are like, oh, shit. So they run outside and they're like trying to find her, you know, so drunk logic. Yeah, right. Point. Exactly. Yeah. So they're running around. I would have been like, like locked the fucking house. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they they never find her again. Yeah. Right. All night they spent running around like ready you know, back and forth. They're all sobering up, you know, and, you know, the storm. So they're like, all right, there's nothing more we can do. So my brother's like, hey, let's just take turns like sleeping, you know, just in case she comes back, you know, anything like that. Nothing happens the next day. And mind you, the guys have gone to the neighbor's houses. Nobody's home. Shit. Right. So they're like alone on this like block. Right. Yeah. So the next morning, uh, people at the beach, the, mm-hmm. the, the little market, you know, they go down there and they start talking about, you know, like, Hey, did anybody see anything? Like, did you know? And like, there's only one guy who spoke Spanish yeah. and he's going around and they go, Oh, you've seen her. <laughs> they called her the flower. Yeah. Or like yeah, flower yeah, or something like a, la flauta yeah. or something like that. Like I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> flaulita. Like, la flauta. I think that's like flauta. that's some food. Yeah, that's like roll taco. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you saw roll taco. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it was Sa-torta. like they called her. Sorry. They called her like white flower or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you saw her. And they were like, well, fuck, you mean oh, you saw her? You yeah. know. And it turns out like that. Flor, this, this is Flor what she Blanca. does. Huh? Flora Blanca. Yeah. Flora. Flora. Flora Blanca. Yeah, definitely. Fl- I don't know about the Blanca, but, but it def- I remember him saying like Flora, like Flora, or yeah. Florita or something like that. That just be Florita would just be little flower. Ah, maybe that's what it was. That, that sounds Free that Florita. sounds like what it is. Little bean. <laughs> so that's so they basically like apparently the story is this girl was drowned. Oh in God. the beach there. Oh, my God. And, uh, whenever there's like groups of people mm. and, and it's rain and it rains, the, she comes out yeah. and she comes out of the ocean and begs for help. Wow. And this is like a thing like that has happened yeah. down there. And he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't have believed it if the couch wasn't soaking wet. Yeah. Like the next morning, the couch was still wet. Like, so God damn. So this is a white, this is a white lady. And I, and I mentioned kind of in the middle of your story, I didn't yeah, yeah, cut yeah. you off that these are really common, but a white lady or a lady in white is a type of female ghost. That's typically dressed in a white dress or similar garment reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with local legends of some great tragedy. White lady legends are found in many countries across the world. And commonly these legends are associated with accidental death, murders, suicides, or any theme of loss, betrayal, or brutality by a husband, fiance, or unrequited lover. Yeah, there was no story of how she drowned. Like, it said that she had drowned. Like, Yeah, they they say, like, that's almost like uh, a banshee, right? I have a white... A banshee's different. Is it? Banshee's different. I have a white lady story, too. Do you? (laughs) I do. Not going to tell it tonight. My mom's a white lady. (laughs) different kind of way your mom went to college yeah but that was that's the story you know like i i i i don't i believe it simply for the fact of like being like yeah okay i'm sure you saw there might have been a woman you know but like i don't know like seeing something that clearly yeah like well you're you're you're, yeah i have a white lady story (laughs) that's all i'll say 
Her name was Karen. She wanted to speak to the manager. Oh my god, <laughs> the that's end. terrifying story. Though. I was like, I'm already scared. <laughs> so, uh, so, that, so there's Not there's Karen. two there's two major things that happened when Marky was telling his story. I was thinking, this is Cusco's poison, the poison for Cusco. The poison specifically meant for Cusco. And then when you were telling your story, I was like, does she have the tamale cooler? Because I would have been like, we don't want them right now. <laughs> no, thank you. And that's just like, 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 humor. like I keep bringing up that like humor is really linked to horror. My mind immediately yeah. was like, how do I make both of these funny? How do I make them <laughs> right. not scary? I need to make this shit funny. How do funny? I comfort myself? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, just like our format, Last, uh, we, we got a couple more. We definitely have more ghost stories. We, like we definitely to, have more that we're we going like to share. Throw the cherry on top. To save, we need to save the rest of our ghost stories. Yeah, we are saving them. We like to throw the cherry on top. That is 40K. Yeah. So sticking with our last format for our last horror episode, we're going to take a look at authors this time. Last time we looked at the movie Alien, the movie franchise Alien, and how it dealt with some of the concepts that are very easily linked to the Tyranids. We're going to enter into the next several episodes, the next four episodes, next yeah, three four, episodes, three episodes. Yeah. Three episodes. We'll cover different chaos gods tonight. We are going to cover Nurgle, but sticking with that same format, we're going to take a look at authors like Robert W. Chambers, HP Lovecraft, Stephen King's, and even Dean Coons. These are all authors who have focused on the horrible ideas of what is out there in the unknown. What goes bump in the night? What may exist in the endless dark void of stars above our heads? Things that exist next to our universe or just under the surface of our normal world. In the case of Lovecraft and Chambers, these gods and extra dimensional spaces that our primitive minds were just unable to fathom. Stephen King echoed some of these ideas, but expanded it into how humans may be changed by these powers, how they might be morphed by these powers. And Dean Coons delved, delves into the concept that these powers might be changing us without us even noticing them. Again, these are all very, very easy concepts to link right back into grim horror, grim dark, and just all of the elements, which can be used to point out the flaws in humanity, which is a very easy correlation to the way that the warp and the chaos gods work in Warhammer 40k. The chaos realm, the realm of the Inmaterium, exists next to real space. It's an extra dimensional space filled with unknowable entities, unknowable intelligences, and things that are much, much bigger, much, much vaster, and much scarier than humans can even imagine. Or it's filled with the things that humans imagine are much larger and much scarier than they can imagine. To define the warp a little bit more, it exists in the game world as an extra dimensional space of pure psychic energy, a realm once the home of great and unknowable intelligences that is the very fabric of this sort of existential horror that comes out of this early movement, this early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s, movement of what has become modern horror. However, by merely existing and sometimes in our own hubris, humans in the Warhammer 40k universe have given rise to titanic horrors that we know as the dark gods. To kick us off on the four dark gods, Tom has a story about Nurgle. So this is a story that uh, Kevin may have actually heard of too. So it's actually kind of a, uh, in our hive, this is, I'm, I'm going to be telling this story as it were a urban legend in our hive. Now, Kevin, you know, the names of the two characters I'm going to be talking about, uh, who were they again? 
I mean, we don't we don't like to talk about them, <laughs> but if I remember right, Williamson and Flowers. Williamson and Flowers. That's right. Troopers. So they were fresh two, on the fresh meat. Yeah, they were two Imperial Guards. Rest their souls. Uh, infantrymen. And this is on shore of, leave or PDF guys. Yeah. So they were actually okay. on shore leave and they had they basically uh, the hive was like a stop. Like they had gotten some shore leave of coming in from this hive over to their next big deployment. Doing what soldiers do when uh, and released. and it's actually exactly one of those. So the place that they ended up like what do, what do guardsmen do? Right, what's the first thing a guardsman wants? Leave children in their report. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so they usually want to find the, the regiment bigger. Usually want to find yeah. the comfort of women and uh, some or food men. and some alcohol. Yeah, or men, but com- comfort physically. Yeah. Uh, so they ended up going to which now we as as underhivers, we know exactly where this is. And we also know not to go there. If you haven't heard of this, you haven't been down there. It's close to the sump and it's actually called Filthy Vids and Dirty Chicks. Oh, my. OK. And it's a uh, got to watch a, out for what do they what do they have there? So it is <laughs> it is what is there? I've never actually seen the place. I've only heard of it. Was it not is, to go there. Yeah, I've heard definitely not to go there, but it is a uh, hidden brothel right near the sump. This brothel, when these two guys got there, uh, what uh, Flowers and uh, Williamson, Williamson. So Williamson, Williamson and Flowers have been like best buds forever. Like they, they, they made friends over one of their tours and they've never separated. You know, they've never been away from each other since. I think they've been to two different planets by this point like as far as like a guardsman goes like they've been well past a pretty good career that's longer than 15 minutes for a guardsman to survive more than one theater is impressive of itself so i mean there was probably some amasek involved in the in the initial decision to go down here well you know they were they were they were hardened dudes they thought they could handle yeah like they were they were considered like hardened dudes right so they went down there and they actually found the brothel now when they went in the first thing that they really kind of saw was how clean it was. I mean, you know, we're talking near the sump, man. Like everything stinks down there. Like everything is toxic. Everything smells awful. But this place was like immaculate. I mean, this, you know, they, they do say that that's where you can find all the treasure, though. So. Yeah. Well, so like, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, maybe this is one of those places like a diamond down there. Yeah. And, and this place was so well done. They go in and they walk up to, you know, the, the main, the main concierge, if you will. And he tells them that it is a holiday for soldiers. It's a guardsman's day. So they get in for free. It's a trap. So they go in. And this place is gorgeous. I mean, it's it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it's beautiful. Like they've got lovely walls like nothing. I mean, you know, they've got curtains on the walls. They've got uh, private booths. They've got girls on the poles. They've got the, the one thing is that everything had like a greenish hue. You know, they were definitely like all about the lights. Get those good LEDs. The first thing that flowers noticed, the bathroom was closed. So, you know, whatever they start drinking, they figure whatever, if we got to piss, we'll go outside. It's the fuck goes to the sump. Who piss cares? In the alley, yeah. Who cares? Right. So they're having a good time and flowers is like the big dude. Like he's, he's a pretty, pretty tall, you know, like I said, these guys are guardsmen from two theaters. Like they've been around. So the girls are taking a shining to them and the girls are getting, you know, more friendly. And, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you think the guard, you know, he's getting a lap dance and Thompson Williamson, Williamson. 
Why do I keep forgetting his name? Williamson is a uh, lot of guardsmen. Yeah. Williamson is, they're both, you know, basically enjoying their, their show. And, uh, Williamson is just obsessed with drink. Like that's, that's basically his goal was to get hammered and flowers was to, to, you know, nab himself some, some party time with a, with a companion. So those girls on him, one of the dancers, and she's really like, you know, he's going home with her, you know, gotcha. he's going upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So Williams gets up and says, all right, you know, you have to take a piss. Well, he can't go outside the front. The door is locked. The concierge is nowhere to be seen. So he figures, all right, fuck it. I'll just try to find one of these bathrooms. So he goes down one of the hallways, you know, the sump, right? That smell creeps in that smell. Yeah, and uh, and he thinks, okay, I must be close to an exit, you know, because that smell. So he gets, you know, he comes down a hallway, turns down another hallways, you know, it's getting stronger and stronger. Well, finally, he finds, you know, a restroom door that's actually not locked. So he opens it, and somebody had a field day because this place is covered in shit. It is filthy. It is pouring out of the toilet. And he basically is like holding back, throwing up, right? So he comes out and he goes, Jesus Christ. So he runs back into the main room. There's nobody in there, right? Flowers is gone. The girls are gone. The music is still going. Lights are still going. He's thinking to himself, what the hell is happening? So he runs around to the back room, right? Because there's like the stage, you know, obviously with the main stages. So he goes down to the back room. And he goes through and it's a mirror, mirror building. So it's, it's straight up. He goes through one door and he's in the exact same building, but another other side. Yeah, it's flipped. You know, it's it's another stage area. And in the corner, he sees flowers with this girl. So he thinks, oh shit, this might be like the VIP area. So he goes running down there and he's like, hey, runs over and he's like, hey, dude, hey, hey, flowers, we got to go, man. And at that point, the woman pulls back and flowers is coughing he's trying to speak he can't he's grabbing his throat so williams is thinking oh shit like what do i do so he starts grabbing him he starts saying hey hey he starts seeing boils start popping up on his neck right and the girl is just standing there and he's saying well hey go get help so she backs up and as as flowers is choking right the lights go out oh so you know, you go into regimental, you know, training, right. he grabs flowers and starts booking it towards where he felt was the closest exit. So he books it past, gets into the main room where they first were and flowers collapses onto the floor. You can't carry him any further. William tries to get him up and gets him into a chair, right? The green lights come on. Okay. Right. So that's when he gets him up, he gets him into a chair and flowers at this point is convulsing. He's shaking. Williams is trying to like, you know, hold him down. Basically flowers head arcs back, right? His jaws open, his mouth opens, he's coughing, he's hacking, he's trying to breathe, he's trying to scream, and all of a sudden, bubbles start coming out of his throat, right? So he's foaming at this point, and, and you know, Ugh. Williams has no idea what to do. So he backs up, and Flower's jaw rips completely open down to his sternum as he's puking bile, all sorts of fucking nasty shit is coming out of this dude, and a fucking hand crawls out of his throat. Uh, grabs on one side, grabs on the other side towards his face and just rips him straight in half. What the fuck? Now, Thomas has no idea what's happening, right? He's never seen this before. They fought, they fought orcs. This is not orc shit, shit, right? (laughs) The girls start coming out from the back room, but they're disgusting. They're covered in boils. They're leaking lesions. 
that smell is now everywhere. It's in his nose. Oh. It's in his, it's, it, it's making him cry. You know, his eyes are burning. He turns back over to, to, to flowers and, and he's just, you know, he's been severed into this pile of goo at this point. And they're standing there is this little fucking green thing with horns. So he thinks to himself, what could this be? And it's a fucking nurgling sitting there where his buddy once was. Now the girls are finally coming over to him. He's getting close to the nurgling sitting there laughing at him. Right. So he makes a break for the door. Four locker columns come shutting down. Right. The whole place starts to shake. The room is an elevator. Ah, and it drops down deeper into the sump. All he can feel is it's shaking. You know, he's up against the blast doors. He's just sitting there shaking. Everything around him is shaking. It slams into what he hears to be liquid, right? Which he can only assume is just rotten Sump pestilence juice. outside, right? So he's basically found a gateway to a nurdle infestation at this point. The lights finally go out, and the last thing he sees are these pox-walking women. Pox prostitutes. You know, I've, I've been... Poxitutes, if you would. I've, I've been warned. Yeah. I've been warned. And that's why you don't go brothling in the sump. That's why you don't go to the sump, man. That's we just don't go to the sump the at shit, all. It's a real The reality. last thing you want, man, is, is some chick spilling a nurgling into your guts to have it rip open through your fucking sternum. Yeah. That's very unpleasant. I mean, but... Uh, uh, what do if not the recommend. was Williams? And the woman was just a demonette depositing that into... What? I think that was what he I just think said. That was his story. Williams is that, what? It was Williams, right? He was the one that turned into the nurgling? No. Nah, I ripped flowers. out, man. Yeah. Flowers. Really, he ripped really out of flowers. Oh, sorry. My oh, flowers. Oh, flowers. Sorry, I was yeah. mis mistaken. Then. Flowers sprouted a nurgling. Yes. Yeah. So this is, this is, you know, an example of basically a lore perspective Grand, of Grandpa a, Nurgle, yeah, yes. of, of a horror story and, and it a combining with uh, a horror. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I get it. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, a hive city urban myth. Yeah. Urban the, legend of the hive is don't go down near the sump. You find Nurgle. Yeah. And this is, you know, it ties into, you know, like as far as now, keep in mind, I just made that up completely as I went along. So I apologize if it wasn't great, but it was fun. You know, yeah, like this good, is man. this is an example of basically like what storytelling in the horror setting of 40K in which a good example, I would say, of like what Nurgle is about. Nurgle is the god of pestilence, the, the god of sickness, the god of everything that, that Tom just described, you know, boils, sores, weeping wounds, smell. Yeah. Uh, and, if uh, you can relate it to something in modern religion, I guess it would be a Golgothan. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Golgothan is the What's demon that? that sprouted from the bowels and basically like the putrefaction that happened from crucifying people. Yeah. Because as people were crucified, uh, they would, uh, you know, eventually as they decomposed, all of their bowels and such would, would spill out on the ground. And that's where the Golgothans which, would come didn't from. Didn't they poke them to make sure they were dead? And then they would leave. Yeah. And, and, then, yeah. and Golgothans could be could be composed of like insects. They could be composed of decaying matter, all sorts of stuff. Oh, it's kind of like a rot monster in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. So, yeah, shit so that's, so that's the, yeah. Shit team. So that's one of the things about Nurgle is that, you know, it, it's very tempting to just say, okay, Nurgle is the father, the grandfather of death. But in a certain light, Nurgle's actually 
the grandfather of life and death. Right. Where everything that dies and decays sprouts new life forms, be it bacteria and be was it insects. alive at one point. Yeah. Hence the Nurgle coming out of uh, Flower's body. Oh, yeah. Yep. Being reborn. Mm-hmm. So one of the other really cool things to play around with in a Hive City setting, and we've actually talked a little bit about doing this, is the Plague of Unbelief. And the Plague of Unbelief is something that cropped up later in M41. It was Blessing of Nurgle not a plague, but a blessing of Nurgle that basically turns people into your very classic Hollywood zombies playing around with the idea of the plague of unbelief hitting a hive city, someplace where you have such a dense packed amount of humanity. Tom's story dealt with two guys kind of descending in and becoming unwilling disciples. And this is the same thing, unwilling disciples, but this is just a rampant spread. A hive city is not a a place that you can quarantine. A hive city is not a place you can shut down. It's not a place you can really even get away from. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, how do you quarantine parts of a hive city? And you do it by, you know, everything under mile six. You know, these are these are 12, 13 mile tall structures. So everything underneath mile six may be quarantined. But you know what? It only takes one person getting mm-hmm. through or one rat or one nurgling or right. one, you know, one one fly. upper hiver smuggling out his favorite prostitute and she's already been infected. infected yeah. That's a, it's some cool stuff to play with. So yeah, guys, we'll, we will be back with some corn goodness, some zinch goodness, and then we will finish up with some slanish goodness right before we dip into the dark Eldar and some other stuff. Again, you guys got, got a couple more episodes. You got three more episodes coming your way. Yeah. If you do like this, let me know. Um, basically I, I, I thought of the idea of telling a story that kind of encompasses, uh, it would be an easy way to tell about the chaos gods yeah. as in telling like a kind of like scary story. Legends. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love the idea like setting the urban legend in. Oh yeah. It's in, yeah, it's it's in, in our hive. hive. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that brings us to a close for our second Loris Obscurus episode. We have a lot of fun with these and we want to share more of these stories and we want to share your stories. The best way to send us your ghost stories, your strange sightings, your cryptids, your creepypastas, or your scary lore is to email it to us. That spooky way, dookies. Yeah, spooky, spooky dookies. dookies. <laughs> that way we can drop read. a spooky dookie for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. That's, that's the thing now. That's our man. subreddit. That's our thing now. You subject it as yeah. spooky dookie. Yeah. So we know um, what we're opening. So if you send us if you send us these emails, it's the, the best way for us because we can read it over. We can pull it directly into our show notes that way and we can get it worked in. We love to hear from you guys, you know, via Discord or through private messages. But at a certain point, Email us those stories. It's the easiest way for us to kind of digest them and work them in. And we do want to share them. At a certain point, we're going to run out of spooky tales. We're going to need your spooky tales to help us out a little bit. So you can email those to us at underthehiveofmadness at gmail.com or jimdarkgaming at gmail.com. We make a habit of dropping little lore kernels in each of our episodes, bits and pieces and facts about all the things that make out make up in's mouth hive little our, little little 40k kernel in uh, our spooky dookie yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little space, right. little space peanut a little, space a little, peanut. Space peanut. <laughs> little bit of corn 
Why is the corn always still in it? I want to know. Because corn is hard to digest. So, uh, it's always good to have a little blood for the blood god. 40k kernel in that spooky Wow. No, it is never good to have a little bit of blood for the blood god in there. It's not supposed to be blood for the blood god. You need to go to the doctor if there's blood for the blood dog in there. Nobody else has blood dookie. No one else has blood in the poop. I thought that was a thing. That's not normal. Man. So we like to drop we like to drop these little facts about Insmith Hive directly into our podcast episodes. This is our podcast specific lore. If you want to get deeper into the lore that we're building and if you want to help us build some of that lore, you should think about joining us over on Discord. Yes, please do. I, I am a huge advocate. I, t- I literally tell you guys this every, every, episode. every episode. I am always the one to tell you this. Join the effing Discord because it's seriously like the bigger it gets, the more we can do. Yeah, the more we can interact with you, the together. more we can write stuff together. <laughs> if you like strong. the podcast and want to help us out in some other ways, please follow us on Spotify, like and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you find your podcasts and however else they are rated. Those likes and shares do help us. It boosts us up in the algorithm, gets more people like you guys, more like minded people to see our show experience what we have to offer and to join our growing community. If you like what we're doing and you want to help support us, you can head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash under the hive of madness. We have some polls, some ask us anything, some art and even some PDF rule sets we are working on to get shared with you through Patreon, plus a couple of video episodes that we are trying to get up and running. Uh, We are fighting a tech curve right now, but uh, the more you guys help us out, the more great, amazing, specific content we can bring to you together. (laughs) You can join our growing rank of four-armed rats. If you're looking for us in the wilds of social media, we have a link tree set up at linktree slash under the hive. As always, the spellings and the links for everything I just mentioned is in our show notes. You know how to spell? (laughs) I know. And that's why it's in the show notes. Uh, English is hard, yo. Well, Underhivers, there has been a 30% reduction in the screams and cackles. Not that we're sure of who is making what and which one means good and which one means bad. But Frank is flat out of his famous bolter powdered seasoned ratty chimneys. Our plasma is hot. Beast's cannon is up and cycled. Kevin has a couple of those extra hotshot eclipse at the ready. And Marky's power sledge has been cackling with the bluest of lightning for about 15 minutes. So it's our time to help Frank run through this gauntlet. Lock, Please. And ready to rock. <laughs> Please chant a few extra litanies to the forearmed emperor for us so we can get an extra helping of his blessings in the next couple hours. Blessings meaning chimichangas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah.